0: Welcome to On The Way. This is Beth White, your host this morning for um, our radio show from the Archdiocese of Chicago's Office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship we are about ready to enter um the thanksgiving season and right with that um, comes advent and so today we're going to talk about the top of the show we're going to talk a little bit about some opportunities during advent and then and i'm joined by kevin Pease, who is from um, loyola's institute of pastoral studies and then the second half of the show we're going to talk a little bit about gratitude and thanksgiving so first let's welcome kevin hi kevin
1: Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome. So I had the great joy of being a student in Kevin's class this, this uh, summer on the Holy Spirit, something dear to my heart. And Kevin let us know that he, through the uh, Institute of Pastoral Studies at Loyola, are, is offering an IPS Scripture School, offering an Advent retreat. So first, let's just talk a little bit about that. What is this, Kevin, that you're offering?
1: Absolutely, Beth. So I am thrilled to be on the show. First of all, thank you so much for having me and letting me share with you about our upcoming Advent retreat. It is a very exciting opportunity. We have not offered um, anything like this before, namely that it's an offering um, of, uh, to, to, to use the word of the season, of thanks and Thanksgiving for our extended community and everything that our students have given to us to keep us open and alive and flourishing in this time of pandemic and uncertainty. So the Advent retreat is offered back to the community, totally free of charge. And really it's a way for us to come together as a, as a wide Catholic, non-Catholic family, all are welcome um, to celebrate faith and hope and love uh, again, during a time of what has otherwise been, um, distressful and and sad for many. So
0: tell us a little bit about uh, the content of the retreat. So it's called When They Saw the Star.
1: Yes, When They Saw the Star. Anytime we offer something related to Scripture and God's Word, I like to pull um, a verse uh, or a quote directly from the Word itself. And so When They Saw the Star is just a retrieval, from a scriptural passage in the Gospel of Matthew, which is one of the two Gospel narratives we'll be looking at during this Advent retreat. The very first week of a three-week series, so it's two hours a week online via Zoom, and each week of the series we'll be looking at one of the infancy narratives present to us in the Gospel. So the first infancy narrative we'll we'll take a look at in the first week of the series is from the Gospel of Matthew which as many readers may know and hearers of the word may know is is quite different in presentation from the infancy narrative we see in the Gospel of Luke, which we will cover in the second week. The image of the star on a personal note has always resonated with me because to me it is it is the uh, infancy narrative of the gospel of Matthews uh, in particular uh, image of hope that the the magi who come traveling from the east to find the infant child Jesus um, brings with us even two thousand years plus later such an such an incredible image of hope that the star a beacon of light shines so brightly in 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 darkness at, at nighttime where we're not sure if the light will come again if the Sun will rise the next morning um, whenever we're feeling in despair or, or we sad that the star shining in the in the sky points us to where we can meet God in God's incarnation on on earth God with us the the Emmanuel so I'm very very excited about the the first week's presentation of the gospel of matthew in the second week we'll look at the gospel of luke and have more of a focus on luke's central figure aside from jesus in the narrative is is the blessed virgin mother so we'll be looking um at mary in particular and her example of faith in the second week
0: so this is this the first time you've offered this um retreat through ips or is this an annual offering
1: it isn't. It is the first time, though if it, you know, my, my fingers are crossed, my prayers are being sent up to God, if it goes well, and the people uh, really enjoy their experience of this kind of reflection, um, that we can offer it every year, also free, free of charge as a, as a goodwill offering to the community. We decided to do it in, in this way this year because we could offer it to anybody via Zoom. Typically, prior to COVID, our program was operated on site. So we were able to conduct classes in Scripture for adults seeking continuing education and faith formation at local parish communities. Um, however, as, as we all know, when COVID came, our, our whole uh, means of doing everything changed. So our program has functioned since March— in an exclusively online format which mm. has you know of course brought its its challenges mm. along with it but surprisingly a great number of joys namely mm. that now nobody has to travel to enjoy uh, education they can they can do so from the comfort and accessibility of their own home and so feel connected to others in community in a very safe format
0: and i noticed um Jen, who is the co-host of the show, and I both took Hi, this. Hi, Jen. No, she's not on with us today. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we trade off during COVID. Um, so I we noticed that um, there were people from sort of all over the country that were on the Holy Spirit course. So that's also not just that people don't have to travel, but it's... Uh, it's opened up the ability for people around the country also to participate. Um, so you could have your family members anywhere and you could say, "Hey, do this thing with me, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And we're actually we're seeing that right now, Beth. Um, right now we have people of course from Illinois, predominantly the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. but we have folks joining us from nearby Wisconsin, from Nebraska then over on the East Coast from New York, Georgia, and then we even have some folks who are coming to us from the UK, the United Kingdom. So the opportunity of Zoom, you know, when people search for something like this, and we come up as the Institute of Pastoral Studies Scripture School, you can be anywhere in the world and have access to a faith formation opportunity because of, again, this this wonderful platform we're, we're using and to be able to, to offer the retreat series. So it is, it's something that was unprecedented, unprecedented, to be sure, but all on the advertisements that have gone out, all are welcome. People should feel free to extend the invite uh, to their family, to their friends. There is no charge whatsoever. It's entirely free. And again, point being that we want as many people praying with us this Advent season, in in hope and in faith for all the good we believe to come in in the will come in the in the new year,
0: 2021. So, Kevin, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the um, IPS Scripture School. Uh, mm-hmm. You are the director, is that right? Yes, So, that's right. would you mm-hmm. mind just um, sharing with our listeners a little bit about the school you said for um, adult education formation, just so folks can understand what the Scripture School is?
1: Of course, Beth. Yes, thank you for the opportunity mm-hmm. to share more. So, I my for for those listening, one, it's wonderful to meet you uh, in this virtual platform. I know we we've had no contact prior but my name is kevin Pease, and i do serve as director for the institute of pastoral studies scripture school at loyola university chicago now a bit about our our history is that we were prior to loyola's purview we were a program offered by the archdiocese and when um in in the year 2017 we the, the Archdiocese decided that it would behoove the program to be operated under university management, Catholic university management. And so Loyola was able to accept this offer to continue the program uh, with the resources we have at, at our behest as a university. So what we do is we uh, go out into the community, predominantly the parish community, and we extend invitation to parishioners, mostly adults, um, even though there's no age range, anybody is welcome to join, um, who want to learn more about the Bible. And we are different, I would say, than um, than what you could call, uh, and I know words will never do these justice because they are important too, but to a typical Bible study that is offered amongst peers or fellow parishioners, uh, people of faith, because our program uh offers instruction from uh, a team of 6 including myself of who we might who we might call experts in their in their field each instructor has at least a masters degree or higher in related content sociology pedagogy spirituality etc with their concentration in bible and so when students come to us for class they're they're really going to get sort of a broad, generous, thorough overview of both the Old and the New Testaments from from instructors who really have knowledge and expertise in their field, who will look at things according to, um, uh, especially in a post-Vatican II context, looking at the Bible through uh, Catholic methods of interpretation, which we use historical critical methods. We talk about things like authorship, culture, context, audience, uh, who who the Bible was being written to and for in its own day and age, and how it still speaks to us today. So it is a comprehensive program, to be sure, over the period of four years, but we, we do offer classes just 10 weeks at a time for folks who might want to cover, say, just the book of Genesis, or just the Gospel of John, um, and get a little bit something, a little bit of of that knowledge and, and spiritual wisdom for themselves in any given moment in time. So um, so
0: this is a very rich um, uh, opportunity for folks to really go deep into the Bible. Who is, this, who is the audience for
1: this um, experience? Great question, Beth. Yes. So typically our, our demographic uh, leans towards those who are retired, who have, uh, who have finished um, working in, in long-term careers and who are seeking a, uh, a different experience in their life. One, that allow, one, of, one of the things I hear students say most in class is that now that they are retired or they're not working, how much time they can really spend with God and God's Word and making that room and that space to be filled up with all the Word offers us. So we have, on the one level, we have uh, a, a demographic who I would say is of who, who makes intentional time and space for God's Word. However, we also have a lot of full-time working employees in our program who are also making this intentional time in the midst of their busy schedules and professional lives to spend, an, to spend two hours a week in class with God and with fellow classmates who are also seeking the same so there is no like i mentioned earlier we really um while there is no age range i would say that the the program is offered to any adult learner someone who has established themselves in whatever capacity it is and who who desires a more intentional uh substantive experience Mm -hmm. in Learning more about God's word. Excellent.
0: So we're going to take a break right now and we will come back and continue our conversation with Kevin Pease from Loyola University's Institute of Pastoral Studies.
1: Thank you, Beth.
2: (laughs) Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
1: A Catholic faith-based education enriches both your mind and your heart. Academic standards are strong, and so is the feeling of community. Ninety-six percent of our graduates go on to college. If you think a Catholic high school education is for you, keep these dates in mind. Registration is now open for the Catholic High School Entrance Exam, which will take place on Saturday, December 5th. Students should take the exam at the high school they hope to attend next year. For more information, log on to our website, schools.archicago.org.
2: Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway and we need your help more than ever. Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities and last year 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Welcome back
0: to On The Way. This is Beth White from the Office for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship, and we are speaking with Kevin Pease, who is the director of the Institute of Pastoral Studies um, Scripture School at... Loyola University. So, uh, Kevin, you were just talking to us about the fact that the scripture school is about a four year commitment. You can, or you can just do a 10 week course if you want. But the mm-hmm. overall, it's really designed for an adult learner who, any adult learner who is ready to explore sacred scripture. And so I would just ask what, um, what is your desire on the other side of folks going through this process?
1: Thank you, Beth, for that question as well. I, I can say that both from a personal level, from, from myself studying Scripture at this level, but also from the testimony and the witness experience of our students is that they gain through this time with God in God's Word such an immense appreciation for who they are. God. I think that the best gift the Word gives any of us is affirmation of the truth of ourselves in relationship with God, which allows us then to go out and be people for others in our communities and affirm the same for others who very well need to hear the same message, that they are loved, that they are appreciated, that they belong. The whole of God's word from the book of Genesis through the book of Revelation is the scriptural testimony to the story of who God wants to be for us, which is a God who loves us ceaselessly and endlessly in our everyday lives from before birth through after death and beyond. It's just an extraordinary love that is witnessed to throughout the testimony. And I think when the scripture when the scriptures are opened up. In the systematic way that we go through them, the students really start to feel that, and then start to believe in that. If that message was somehow harder for them to hear earlier on, prior to an informed reading of of God's word, the Bible, I like to tell the students is very much God's love letter to them.
0: So that's that. Um, so. As the Director of Evangelization, this show is dedicated to helping us look through the lens of evangelization and something that we repeat over and over again is that it's one thing to know about Jesus, know about God, um, sort of know the biography, uh, but it's something else to actually know him in your heart, like a friend, you know, their favorite color, you like their meal, you know, the, the intonation of their voice, you know them, and you may know. Yeah. So that sort of intimacy with scripture, I would imagine, helps folks get more moving from that head space to that heart space. Um, of helping them understand that, like you just said, a love letter to them, understanding who this God is.
1: Oh, absolutely, Beth. Yeah, you you describe that perfectly. It is. It's taking it from a headspace. Now, granted, I think a lot of people who come to scripture study or who attend mass regularly may feel a little intimidated by scripture yes, because absolutely. It, it was it was um, written thousands of years ago, you know, and we are in a Mm -hmm. 21st century context in which maybe the language of Scripture feels unfamiliar. Maybe it feels ancient. Maybe people open it up and and think to themselves, oh my God, I have no idea what this even means. Where do I begin? And then they find it easier to just shut the Bible instead of sitting with the good questions of invitation Mm -hmm. that that God gives to us. So my recommendation for all those who are listening to this program and maybe have wanted to, to know more about the Bible but have been afraid of it, so to speak, please have no fear. I mean, the Bible is simply uh, a book that opens, opens our hearts ever more to new questions and new conversations with God. And like you said, Beth, the more we entertain those those idiosyncrasies you know what someone's favorite color is what someone's favorite meal is who that person really is and in this context that person being god that person being jesus oh my gosh i mean it's like having it's like having an open-ended dialogue with your best friend as you continue to learn more if you shut the book and don't entertain what's going on then we might lose out on the fullness of that relationship
0: well, I also think that one of the most interesting things is, is understanding Jesus is when you get yourself connected into the Bible, and the more that you read and reflect, you see things. I, I know recently we were reflecting on a daily scripture, and I remember—I uh, forget exactly which one it was, but um, he called Herod that fox, and I went, wow, that's odd. Why did Jesus call him that fox? And now I've read that a million times, but of course I've heard it. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And so while we were in this prayer thing, I googled the fox and it meant a person not the way we would think about that fox, that silver fox, that handsome guy. It meant a person who surrounds themselves with um, all kinds of wealth and that kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, isn't that interesting? Jesus was being a little snarky. And And Father, um, Father Malkohol used to work in our office. He was a biblical scholar, and, and, and um, he was a part of the evangelization team. And he would often tell us that Jesus actually was pretty funny and had some real sarcasm. And it's only after you really like let yourself go deeper and deeper do you start picking up on the nuances. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that makes it a little f- more fun because you get to see those little sides that you didn't really notice before. Um because it feels too—it is sacred Scripture, but it's not just some holy thing. It's something that we're supposed to question and digest,
1: right? Yes. Oh, yes, Beth. I'm glad you mentioned two things. One, uh, Father McElhone, God bless him. He's one of the six instructors that we have on our team. So (laughs) he is a wonderful resource and has taught me a great deal about Scripture from his wealth of knowledge and expertise. And the second thing I hear you— mention is, is Jesus. And mm-hmm. what, I'd, what I'd like to say, Beth, to add to, you know, your description of him as, as being funny or even sarcastic, I think that sometimes when it comes to the person of Jesus in our minds, conceptually, especially if we are unfamiliar with the gospel narratives, each one in particular, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, we might, we might perceive Jesus as someone who is so holy and mm-hmm. therefore unapproachable. And you know, someone that can't and, come mm-hmm. to with um, our own disappointments exactly. sadnesses, concerns. Because in front of the holiness of God, we feel sort of an implicit pressure to be our best selves, even when we're not feeling that way. And what I think students find, especially when they study the Gospels, is rather than approaching Jesus or approaching God. As the best version of ourselves, the Gospels, all four of them, show Jesus who approaches people when they're not their best selves. Just where precisely they're at. Mm-hmm. when they're not their best selves, and wanting to engage in funny conversations, in humorous conversations, mm-hmm. also serious conversations mm-hmm. that bear weight and have impact, no doubt. But he does so as a true human being in relationship with other true human beings who are flawed, mm-hmm. who don't have their lives together, who want to know what it is to make a difference in this world and feel the power of God's love in their lives. And Jesus says, Okay, let me show you. Yeah. We don't you we know, don't we might not get that that image of Jesus in our in our minds by by the way we sort of Talk about Jesus in secular culture or popular culture, but that Jesus is present to us in in the Gospels when we dare to open them up and take a look at at what it says.
0: And I I think that um, that's the invitation, right? Is that that's the reason Gospel is there, and and the entire bi- entirety of the Bible is for so that throughout time we have the ability to understand revelation who this God is, who he wants us to know that he is, and who, who Jesus wants us to know he is. Um, and so it's pretty exciting. So so the, let's go back to this retreat, because we just have a few more minutes. Um, yes. So this is a great way if someone's never taken a scripture course to maybe put their toe in the water and see what it's like, right?
1: Oh, definitely, Beth. Yes. Yeah. So typically, I when, when we say School in any context, I think that also can it's be intimidating. somewhat intimidating. Exactly. Yes. yes. So for all those listening, we are a school in the sense that we are a place of learning. But when you come to Scripture School, you're not. You're not. There, you're not there to have to do uh, a copious amount of work. Every week, you're not there to have to take a uh, a 25-page paper. Yes. No, (laughs) none of of that. We're school, first and foremost, as a place of learning. And while we do offer a certificate program where students can do a little bit more in terms of their own work to be certified in the Mm -hmm. study of sacred scripture, most of our students come to us as people who just want to enjoy a seminar-based discussion style between instructor and students. A solid presentation every week on the scriptural content for that week, and then some lively after you know, happenstance of what this means to them in their own lives. So, for the Advent Retreat series, I very much wanted to design and craft an opportunity that would be less focused on you know, what you need to know about the Bible and what the Bible makes you feel. So especially in the dark gloom that has been most of twenty twenty, as we reflect on that period of time during advent, we're gonna all look up at this star and think about what that means for our for our lives Mm -hmm. in the context of education and learning, yes, but much more focused on what your heart is feeling at this time and what the what the Bible can say directly to your heart in terms of who this person is that we're celebrating Him being born on December 25th, where it's all about the heart. And so I invite students, people who want to learn more about their heart in relationship with God, to move outside of a head-centered space into a heart-centered space and come to this Advent retreat.
0: Excellent. So you can go to www.luc.edu. So that's Loyola University Chicago.edu forward slash IPS. Uh, we'll also have this um, information on our website, EvangelizeChicago.org, as we always do. You can look under the Advent resources there, and it will be a link there. Um, so thank you so much, Kevin, for um, joining us today. And we really encourage folks to try this out. There's opportunities, morning opportunities, evening opportunities. I think you have offerings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so there's something for everyone. So thank you That's so that. much,
1: Kevin. You're most, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. And if anyone wants to contact me directly for the link to register by email, please do at K for Kevin. My last name is Pease, P-E-A-S-E, at luc.edu. I'd be happy to share more with you there.
0: Perfect. And uh, we'll put that on our website as well. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
1: Thank you, Beth. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you as well.